Welcome to Zach and Steve Have a Podcast Season 4 Debut. Wow, Season 3 was a was a humdinger. Let's talk about Season 3. Season 3 came at a very bad time of year, apparently. Yeah. We, we should have taken more time off because we didn't have any time to do anything and we tried to... Just to power through. It didn't work. Yeah, it did not work. We were we were forcing episodes in here and there and everywhere. We I think we're in a place right now where we have actually have time <laughs> to come together and make a podcast. So uh, we we're glad you're still. I, I checked. I looked. I was like, man, we're probably down to nobody listening. We still have like people downloading the podcast. So good. good. Hopefully this keeps everything moving. And yeah. uh, no, we're honestly, we're really glad to be back. I can't say that we're any less busy, yeah, but it's just we're coming into a season where it's going to be Christmas and Christmas that's super busy. Yeah. We're, but we're around the office more. Yes. I feel like we're like, especially the summer. Summer is an awful time to try to, yeah. to do that. And you know, then, the only yeah. people that are in the office during the summer are the mice. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. The mice, the mice have been at play in my office. I was, uh, so this past Wednesday, I was doing message prep for my upcoming Mark series, Gospel of Mark. Yeah. And I'm studying in complete silence. I'm just studying. And I hear this <laughs> over and over and over again. I hear this like smacking sound, like something smacking off of something softly. I turn my head to the right, and there's a tote over in the corner of my office that I had forgotten about. And what was inside that tote were chips for the teens for Wednesday night. Oh, good. Well, they're, they're not here anymore because there was a little mouse trying to jump back in to this tote, and he was failing hard. You ever see like those videos? So, so wait, he wasn't in the tote. I thought he was in the tote. He was not in the tote. He wanted he, back he in. He was in the tote. He'd fallen out of the tote and wanted to get back into the tote. Okay. He couldn't get back in. And he was jumping like you never see like a little kid that's trying to like, you know, do a vertical leap. Yeah. But their leg muscles have not developed enough. So it's like literally an inch off the ground. Yeah. That was this mouse. It was the most <laughs> pathetic thing ever. So I, I approached the great beast. Yeah. Uh, he freaked out and ran away. He had a harpoon. <laughs> had a harpoon. <laughs> he was angry that day, my friends. Uh, no, so I, 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 you know, I went over there. He he shot off underneath the door of one of the closets because I mean these closets are notorious in my office for getting mice in them, especially yeah. in the winter because as soon as it gets cold, they come in. They might migrate in. Yeah, and this is not fievel. All right, <laughs> this isn't an American tale. <laughs> They're not seeking sanctuary. <laughs> that was one of the worst shows ever, wasn't it? Like that, Fievel? Wouldn't that be on like around Christmas or something? It'd be one of those specials that's on. Fievel wasn't. I don't remember. Was there Was there a Christmas special of Fievel? I, I don't I know. Remember, uh, I remember being so boring. I, it was couldn't, called, I couldn't get through it. Uh, there was an American Tale, yeah. which was like the original Fievel movie, which was good. And then there was Fievel Goes West. Oh. That was terrible. Oh, okay. Maybe that's the one I saw. This I was know. not Fievel. <laughs> no one knows this. People know Fievel. Our target audience does not know who Fievel is. Our target audience doesn't, but we've learned that our target audience is not our actual audience. So <laughs> That's true. But our target audience, if you are listening, hi. Yeah. Hello. We've missed you. Yeah. No. So anyway, Little Mouse, he wanted to get back into it. So I, I took that bin and I put a trash bag over the whole bin, tied it off, threw it away. The mouse was not inside of it. The mouse is now gone. Oh, you, you found him. You found him and harpooned him. I did not harpoon him. I would not harpoon. He was the sweetest little mouse. I, I, 
I simply provided a home for him. <laughs> okay. And it was one of those homes where they, they go inside and, and it, it closes shut. It yeah. spins shut. And then you just, you know. You take them somewhere else. Yeah. They, they go to the promised land. <laughs> the land of milk and honey for mice, which is, yeah. I'm sure is. Uh, it's a tote full of Doritos, basically. It's a, it's a tote full of Doritos in the sky. That's yeah. what it is. <laughs> Doritos and cheese doodles. Yeah. They do, the, good. they do love their cheese, but yeah. So that that's that was that's just this past week. Yes. Zach, so, some other things have happened in this office. I got to get a couple things off my chest. What? So there's not as many like posters on the wall, yes. but you have mounted a T Rex head. It's like I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you go you go into some people's house and they have like the deer, like like the buck with yes. the antlers. Yes, they're so proud of yes. this thing. It's it's above the fireplace. That would not be a very big T Rex. <laughs> That would be actually a pretty good thing. I came in this morning and there is a paper T Rex hovering over your head. This is Rexy. He used to be out in the teen loft. Rexy just, he got broken. Yeah. And so he got brought, this is his sanctuary. (laughs) This is where he's living. Rexy is a, I don't know. If he was alive, I mean, he'd still be ferocious. He's got big teeth. He's just not very big. He's, uh, yeah, he's not, he's not. I would not want he's to get baby. bit. I would not get bit by him. He's, yeah, like he's a, a baby Rex. Yeah, baby Rex. Baby, baby Rex. But he's a pretty angry baby Rex. Yeah. So I um I just brought him in here, but there are some some new surprises for the team loft. Oh. On their way. Oh. So did you have to make them. I, I did not make them this time. Okay. Rexy, I had I had you know I've you assembled very, him. I have a very close relationship <laughs> with Rexy. And for that and also uh, you know, Jumbo, the elephant that yeah. lives above the exit. It's not Dumbo. It's Jumbo. Yeah. You don't get sued. <laughs> it's not Dumbo, the elephant. Uh, Jumbo, the elephant. Because he's big. Yeah. And it's just his head. And there's something over there that's making me uncomfortable every time I go and look at it. Listen, man. Like, okay, so we have a mannequin also in our office. It's not like a full body mannequin. It's like it's a torso. A, it's a torso. With for no arms our, or head. Okay, so we display our T-shirts. When our T-shirts are for sale for the teen ministry – we display them on this torso, but the, right now the torso is bare. And so it's a little uncomfortable. It, it's a male, I keep a, looking over there. It's just a male torso sitting over in the corner, like a plastic male torso. A very tiny one, by the way. I don't know. That's male. That's 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 appropriate size. I think that's that, that's full life. That's, that's a small. Life. I'm saying it's a small. If it was a size, it would be a small size. That's like the size t-shirt I can fit on. Oh, that. okay. I see. It's a small. But it's a normal human size. A small human, yes. Yeah. Not Not – an extra large human such as myself <laughs> not our size not our size no. not a, not a true adult male no. not a not a dad that's not a dad bod no. at all torso no. that is a that is a uh, somebody in their 20s that yeah. you know still likes to go to the gym yeah <laughs> anyway zach yeah. we uh but yeah dude there's been so much going on uh so in the past month so yeah. we've been gone basically since I think I looked. It was like mid September. Oh, nice! It's the last time that we were able to record. What What are some big events that have happened since then for you? Uh, my Laura's aunt and uncle. See, I knew from, you were going to say that. I'm like, that was last week, man. Well, that was a big event. It was a big event. So, my 40th birthday is coming up. Couple uh, weeks. That's a big event coming coming up, but the they, 17th. So, yes. <laughs> November 17th, Zach Cyrus will be turning 40 years old. I can send them my address if you want that, too, my phone number. I can send, I can send out all the personal information all over the podcast. It's in – I'm not going to – no. <laughs> no, just joking. It's not hard to find our addresses. No. Don't, please don't. Uh, 
so they came up to visit. They yeah. come up usually every year. They were not going to come up this year. Yeah. Just schedules weren't going to working out. But they made a last um, ditched effort to come up. One of the reasons was it was my birthday, and Aunt Robin made me a beautiful quilt for my birthday. I thought it was a, it's a huge Pittsburgh sports it the, it, quilt. It was such a sweet thing. <laughs> it was Every a sweet time your Uncle Butch and Aunt Robin come, yeah. it's just it's yes. always kind. So I've got like twelve year old Zach, maybe maybe eight year old eight year old eight year old Zach. There it is. Is getting excited. Yes, because on my bed now, I've got this big old. Steelers, Penguins, it Pirates looks, quilt. That's really nice. On my bed. Aunt Robin, you have outdone yourself. I'm probably – so we have our uh, – we'll probably talk about this a little bit later. We have our outing, our, ooh, our fall retreat ooh. this weekend. It starts today. I, I think I'm going to take my quilt on that. You better. So I can snuggle. Dude, I think it's going to be cold. Yeah. I think it's going to be so really cold. Right? It's, it did not start off great this week. It went from Dece- it went from October 31st. To February second, <laughs> yes. woke up with snow. Snow everywhere. Yeah. On on uh, what was November it? 1st, on November first, yeah. we wake up with just ridiculous amount snow. Of snow. I had spent hours doing yard work the day before. I was like, I was so glad I got all my leaves out of, yeah, out I, of the way. I didn't. You didn't get your leaves done yet. I got them done a couple times. I have lots of leaves. Come on, man. Anyway, come on. We've talked about leaves in season two. Leaves. We're not going to talk about them again. But how about you? What's what's been new with you? We've got um, months worth of yeah, material. man. I got you know I got stung a few more times um, by yellow jackets. <laughs> uh, the war continues. Okay. The war continues. All right. I was you know cutting my grass again, and Sarah said you should wear pants. This was like, you know, this is several weeks ago. She's like, you should wear pants so you don't get stung. So I put a pair of jeans on. I hate cutting grass with jeans on because I get warm really fast. Yeah, like I, even sweat. when it's colder out, cooler out, colder. That's like Mikulski. <laughs> it's cold outside. Cooler outside. I still like to wear shorts because I get I get warm very fast. So I put a pair of jeans on, but I, just a t-shirt. Yep. I'm like, I'm not doing that. And I only ever get stung on the leg. I'm cutting the grass, Zach, and don't I get stung on the underside of my arm? Like Ooh, that's a, that's a that's a tender spot. That that's stupid little... little thing latched on to the oh. under part of my like you know I have like the like you know how you like got like your tricep when it's not you know. <laughs> you you try to think of a nice way to say your arm fat? Has yeah, it, my hand, it, it latched onto my arm fat on my underarm. And he just he just sunk his little stinger in there. Oh man, that's it that's that's hurt. painful. Yeah. It hurt. Did you yell? Oh yeah. Loudly. I ran. Well, see, dude, I, I couldn't see him coming. And then another one come flying that came out of this bush, came flying at my face. It's it it like it, it I see it like a bullet. Like a slow, very slow bullet, but <laughs> It's a bullet coming right at my face, and he smacks right into my my face, right into my beard, and I like shoo him away. Good thing you had a beard. And you know what? The other extra problem layer was? of protection, Zach. I always, I always have a hat on, yeah. right? Like it's very rare that people see me without a hat. It's usually on Sundays or during the work day, but yeah. any other time, I don't. I have a hat on, and I mean, and there's two reasons. One, I just love hats. Number two, I use them as like a bullwhip against flying insects. <laughs> <laughs> and it's very effective. I've killed so many flying insects with a hat. And I learned this from one of our former custodians here at the church because I watched him doing it. I'm like, that is the most genius thing to ever. Hit him, to hit him with it just hat. takes his hat off. He, he would just like, and like that. I just see this thing just die. I'm like, that's a great idea. So 
I, I've done the same thing. That's why I always wear a hat. I didn't have a hat on that day. Oh. I did not have a hat on. Did that. you have your harpoon? I did not have my harpoon. I didn't have anything. I was not ready for this attack. <laughs> this unprovoked attack. The, the natural but world is after you, Steve. It is. And I think this, the moral of the story is that. And then, Zach, so after that, man, <clears throat> we've had four yellow jackets in our house really? since then. You must yeah. have a nest in there. There's a nest somewhere around the house, I'm assuming. But I've killed all four of them with my hats. Oh, okay. Like, I'm not messing around. The one was, like, shortly after I got stung. You were angry. He felt the full wrath. <laughs> he felt the full wrath. And I took him outside, and I hung him from a thread. <laughs> no, you didn't. And it said, ye be warned. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. That was that, that, That's been my fault. But no, like, I mean, not too, too much. Has uh, gone on, not the, nothing overly exciting. I mean, just still fighting the, the war against the Yellow Jackets. <laughs> sounds like, you know, when sounds America was at war with the Redcoats. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like you live an interesting life. I do. Uh, you know, I'm at war with insects. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a hard life. It's a yeah. hard life. But uh, I did find out that um, bees can suffocate Yellow Jackets. Did you know this, Zach? I think you told this last last. Story. No, no, no. Podcast. I've never told this story before. Oh, okay. This is a new one. Here we so, go. Here no, we I'm go. just kidding. I'm not going to do any dad <laughs> jokes today. I thought it would be fun, but I didn't. No. I didn't. I, I know that one. I now. felt like that ruined things a little bit. But no, I, the other thing I haven't done this year, and I think people aren't going to care. <laughs> with that, people are, with that introduction, people are just sitting on the edge of their seat. Zach, I gave up on football this year. You did. I, I gave up on football. Like if you've listened to the podcast for any length of time, Zach and I have have endlessly talked about our our, our beloved Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. Now it's just Zach's beloved Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, that's true. Um I I so halftime of week 1. I literally you turned in, my TV You threw in the terrible towel. I threw in the terrible <laughs> towel. I said, "You know what? I'm done. Yeah. I'm done with this. I'm not doing this anymore." Yeah. Like this team is is a joke. Thankfully, it's, you have because since you haven't been watching it, they've been doing much better. <laughs> <laughs> so, Five and three. And then you last week you're like, I'm going to watch them, and they were terrible. They, and they lost. Yeah, it, yeah. And like, you're not allowed to watch them anymore, Stevie. No, I, you know what, man? I I I, I hereby officially revoke my my. We need to get this my, in writing. My fan card. It's it, it's recorded. Hear he, hear ye, hear ye. All ye here now, as of this date, well, it's, it's actually in September, so retroactively, <laughs> I've revoked my... the scroll. You know, I, I, I even turned name. the game on last night. I couldn't get excited about it. I, I don't know. I, I, I used to... I, I love... I've loved football my entire life. Yeah. And I, this is the first time ever that I'm like, I, I just do not care. So what, what then, what then is, is filling Steven's recreational thoughts and time? Dude, this is going to sound super lame. Maybe that sounds bad. I've, <laughs> I've spent so much more time reading books. That's great. Yeah. What kind of books? The books that you see before you. I've been uh, reading like it's not like it's not a bad thing. I've been I've been just trying to like become a better uh, uh, writer uh, as far as like writing messages and stuff. So I've been reading a lot of books that help me do that. Good. Um, and that's I mean it, it sounds it sounds terrible for me to say it sounds lame, but it's like it's not. I guess I'm I'm trying to say it's not like an exciting hobby or anything, but it's something that's brought me a lot of 
joy in yeah. doing so because I feel way more prepared. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just like I, I want to better myself. I feel like, you know, this is what, you know, the direction that God is pulling me in. So I've, I've spent a whole lot of time just doing that. Good. And spending time with my kids. But honestly, I, I don't have, I have zero hobbies. Last year to this year, it's weird. It's really weird. Last year, I mean, I was like, I just ended my my action figure collecting. We had a big talk about it last November, I'm pretty sure. And that never came back. Yeah. Never came back. Praise God for that. Like I was I was I was done with that. But it was like it was a slow trickle effect of things that I just progressively lost interest in, like collecting things in general. Like it's just I don't have a thing anymore. I, I will say this. I had a very nice time. Sarah and I went down to Pittsburgh yeah. a few weeks ago. Um, like just like our, our kids stayed at my mom's mom's house, my mom and dad's house. They stayed there and they watched them and Sarah and I went down to Pittsburgh. We went to a record shop. I still, I love records. I do like, like but I don't collect vinyl. I think to be a collector, like you have to like have kind of a, you know, it has to be more formulaic than I'm pretty lax about it. It's like, if I find something I want, great, but I'm not looking for anything. Yeah. I had a really good time though. We went to this place called the attic down in Pittsburgh. Have you ever been there? I have not. I've driven past it. Have you ever, you ever, you ever tested the water? At- no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have not done that. This is actually a pretty interesting story. Okay. You don't want to hear it. I, I, I feel know, like I, I know the let, story. You bar- you, I've barely let you talk. I feel like this is what I do. Well, you have all the stories. You have stories. I don't, 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 have that, don't have that many stories. This is not that great of a story. I feel like this is going to be just like the, what was the one story I stopped? Like I stopped and you're like, that was it. Like, <laughs> anyway, so I no, was that's usually on mine go. No. So I, um, I went down to this place. I've been, I've been looking to go to this place for a long time since I started collecting, yeah. which was just early, not collecting, but like just got interested in vinyl earlier this year. Um, and it's called the attic. It's down in Millville. Is it in an attic? No, that's the weird thing. <laughs> it's not in an attic, and that's like, but it's a really. It's I think in Pittsburgh it is like known as the record shop. Okay, but it's kind of like Millville is like is like kind of a suburb, like yeah. a very nearby suburb of Pittsburgh. So it's kind of got that old Pittsburgh charm okay. to it, where it's like you know. Because you, you think you go back in time, and it's like this, like the, the mill workers and stuff. Like there's still soot on the buildings and stuff. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> it, but everything was in walking distance from your house. Like you go down, and there's like your shops and your department store, and like your know, little little places yeah. like clothing stores and that kind of stuff. It's still set up that way, but you know, obviously modernized. But the attic still has like that 1960s, 1970s charm to it. Okay. Um. So anyway, I I, I didn't know anything about this until I went down there. Um, so Sarah and I go and walk in. I mean, Zach, it's not an exaggeration to say that this place has like tens of thousands of wow. albums, like just all vinyl. Now they also have CDs, which well, that's that's also a, an extinct form of it is listening, that, to that, which is weird in and of itself. And they also had audio cassettes there too. So yeah, you walk in. I mean, you're just to me. I went into uh, just this. Uh, a panic mode of I don't know how I'm going to be able to process this much <laughs> information. Yeah, because like you know, you, you walk in there and there's just like I mean, thousands immediately, thousands of albums, and they have just room after room after room of all this stuff. Um, and so I, I didn't even know where to begin. I couldn't find any of the genres I was looking for, like because they they literally had 
every artist available mm-hmm. from the beginning of time. Yeah. Like they had an album by Moses. <laughs> Moses dropped this. <laughs> wasn't it? Wasn't it Miriam that did the first uh, four thousand years ago? Miriam wasn't. Isn't that the Moses sister? Maybe she uh, dropped the first well, the, the track first worship of, song after they Exodus. Is yeah, it? After they got through the Red Sea. Yes, they had that. <laughs> that was in there. It was on a forty-five. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't. A, it wasn't a long play album. It was like on a little forty-five. It was a single. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was, was a good single. one. It was a good one. Yeah. Good job, about, Miriam. Yeah. Uh, anyway, no, but they, they literally have everything under the sun. So I just, you know, we start walking through and I, I kind of had like in my mind stuff I wanted to look for. Didn't even know where to start. The employees, I was a little nervous because these are guys that are like, you know, they're going to know their stuff yeah. pretty well. Or what, least, what were you looking for? Okay. So I was looking for several things. Okay. But m- most of it was like more of like, I was looking for like 50s, 60s vocal groups like you know like the four tops the four seasons which i understand is they're not even kind of the same thing but like they have very similar names but like vocal groups like that or guys from uh that era so like um who else was i looking for i was looking for i mean i was gonna say not frank sinatra i don't like frank sinatra so Um, like like oldies oldies but, but oldies oldies like that kind of stuff that sounds there's like a magic to it when it's on vinyl. Okay. Right? Because that's like, it's era So you went to the attic looking for the magic. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, I'm not going to go to the attic and buy a Linkin Park <laughs> record and put it on the, the on my record player. player I thought because, maybe you were good, still chasing waterfalls. You know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm not, yeah, exactly. I'm not going to go and get a TLC album. Yeah. <laughs> not that that was even remotely on my, I know that's, that's a reference to us actually going and looking at waterfalls constantly, but, and I love it. So I, I, you know, I'm, I'm just looking around and we're looking for these oldies. You know, Sarah was looking for some stuff, Righteous Brothers. That was one of the things we were looking for. We wanted a Righteous Brothers album. Um, just stuff like with music that we would know, could listen to. And it. it just, it sounds, it's, it's appropriate for vinyl. Okay. Like that was always my original plan. I wanted pre-1985 stuff because that's like the era of the vinyl record. But, you know, at, right around 85 is when things started going really, I mean, audio cassettes were a thing at that point, but CDs started coming into dominance and that became like by 1990, that was like the dominant, you know, format of media. So that was my, always my goal. So I went in looking for stuff like that. I also wanted an album by John Coltrane. Don't ask why, because I didn't know anything about John Coltrane. I'm like, I want to be a jazz guy. There you go. I want to listen to some jazz music. I bought this Coltrane album. He's a very talented artist. Not at all what I'm looking for. (laughs) I mean, it's all instrumental. I love instrumental music. But I was expecting more of like smooth jazz. And this was like, I'm like, what is this thing that I bought? Like, I thought this was going to be like easy listening. But, so, okay, all right. There was one artist. Oh, go ahead. I so, need to hear what you were expecting and what you got. I just said what I got. Yeah. What were you expecting? <laughs> Like that. You can put that on in the background. Yeah, just like something nice to listen to in the background. Not as, a big as deal. You're, as you're chasing yellow jackets. Yeah. I, I, I want I, yeah, I want something you, like to just soothe invite, soothe invite the, soul. the cre- creatures. Yeah. I'm trying to soothe okay. the savage beast. Not in, in incite a riot. <laughs> not that that's what it was. It wasn't like it was like 
but it was just like it was like very up tempo jazz. Not what I was expecting, but it's like it was one of those albums that you always hear about. It's called Love Supreme um, by John Coltrane. It's an easy album to find. It's everywhere. But, but I was like that. that and like for a lot of people, that is like the, the, one of the definitive jazz albums. And I got it, and I'm like. This is one I was expecting. I thought I was like I, I wanted more like a coffee shop feel yeah. kind of album, like that kind of vibe. And I got like, we're we're all messed up. Let's, let's go. You know what I mean? Like it's no, let's chill. Let's yeah. chill a little bit. But there was one artist I was looking for. It was his name was Julius Larosa. Nobody knows that. Nobody knows. I, I know that nobody knows that. It's a, he was a vocal artist uh, from the 1950s and 60s. He was on a lot of variety shows. He actually. What like he had a lot of potential to be one of those guys. He sounds like he he sounds a lot like like the Sinatras and the, like the Dean Martin, like that that kind of era of singer, just like those really, um, just you know beautiful voices, very clean voices, Got it. Uh, kind of singers. But he wasn't as big of a name. But he has a song called A Compare, and I've told this story a million times within the church, and I'm sure like everybody's already heard this, but I don't care. Um, I wanted that song, man. I love if you've ever told about the podcast, though. I didn't. Well, no, there, I couldn't have because I just like this. Like this was during the the hiatus of the podcast. So I went to this. The, I went to this one guy that worked at the store, and I was like, "Hey, man, do you have Julius La Rosa? And I was just waiting for him to be like, "I have no idea what you're talking about." <laughs> but he was like, "Hey, yeah, I do. It's down in the basement." Okay, and I, I'm like, what? <laughs> you know, there's a basement. There's, I didn't know there was a basement to this place because Zach, the number of albums that they already had out and available, you would. Why would there need to be a basement? Because I mean, I, I probably had already seen thirty thousand albums. Wow, not just like picked. Obviously, not picked up and looked at individually. Thirty thousand albums, but you're just looking around the room. Yeah, thirty thousand albums. Go down the, now. He's like this basement. He's like I gotta go turn the lights on and stuff for you. I take I walk down the most rickety old steps. I'm like uh, it. It looked like Indiana Jones going into like a tomb. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> cobwebs hanging there. There was, dude. There was. It it's was like a so, giant boulder chasing you down the stairs. It was so creepy. And I'm, I'm going down these steps. It's like like I'm waiting for like like these stairs to just break and be be trapped down in this basement forever. So anyway, <laughs> with the snakes, you gotta like find that giant. Uh, what's that in the first Indiana Jones movie? That giant like statue and push Raiders it through the, the wall. Egg. Yeah, I have to, like, yeah, like, yeah. I'm gonna rock this thing back and forth and <laughs> shove it through the wall. Yeah, no, but so but he's like, he told me exactly where it was at. He's like, you're gonna walk down these steps. It's gonna be on your right hand side, Zach. There was another easily fifty thousand. I wish I knew scripture like that. What's that? How well he knows where stuff is. <laughs> I know, well, dude, that's I, that's why I used it as an illustration in my message. I'm like, this is who we are supposed to be as Christians. Like when yeah. people come to us, we should be kind and knowledgeable. Yeah. Like loving and knowledgeable and and helpful. And that's exactly what he was. And that's why I used it as an illustration in my message because like talking about like we're all united to one another. We're all like we all belong to each other. Yeah. And that's why we have to have useful knowledge of the word of God so we could share it openly um, and be helpful in that manner. So I, you know, I walk down these steps and it's right exactly where he's at. And it's not like you said, it, this is not a name that people know. Yeah. It's not even remotely a name that people know. Like, I mean, it was I mean, Pastor Warren. It was like, oh, you know Julius La Rosa, and and of all the people, 
that I would expect to know this, he would be one of them because the guy has the most extensive knowledge of music known to man. Yeah. Like he just, he knows like the entire history of music. I, I feel like, like artists that nobody's ever heard of. I'm like, how do you know all this stuff? But he knew it. Like he was the only one uh, that I, I, I had talked to that knew exactly who it was, but the guy helped me find this album and it was, it was really, really cool. And I, I can't say enough good things about the attic down in Pittsburgh, this like one of the most, some of the kindest employees. The basement of the attic. And I was in the basement of the attic, but I wanted to, I was like, so when do I get to go to the attic of the said attic? But I was like, I was wondering, I'm like, what if the main floor is the attic Ooh. and the basement's the main floor? Whoa. Whoa. Trippy. That is trippy. I don't know if that's a thing, but it, it was really, really cool. Then we went to this thing called the uh, Chocolate and Coffee Festival. Oh, okay. And it was a festival that celebrated like two either, of your favorite things. Usually, when you hear chocolate, coffee, and festival, you expect those two things to be, you know, highlighted. Yeah, they were not. <laughs> <laughs> what was there? Uh, some coffee, some chocolate, uh, and like I mean, it was weird because I don't, I don't think this has ever been a thing before down in Pittsburgh. And listen, we had a really good time, but they oversold the event. Number one. There was, there was hundreds of people in a space where there should have been maybe 100, maybe 200. And there was like probably six or 700 people oh, wow. in this space. Yeah, it was it was so cramped that we couldn't move. There was one point where we were in an aisle and I couldn't move forward or backward. Everything was at a standstill. And I, I turned to Sarah. I'm like, this is where I live now. Like, this is <laughs> this is my home. This is it. It sounds like a nightmare, actually. It, it, for me, it is. Because you know how I am. Like, I don't like large crowds. Yeah. I'm not a big crowd guy, but like... Sarah handles that stuff really well and she enjoys like being out and doing that kind of thing. And she has like, that does not stress her. It stresses me to the max. So I'm trying with everything within me to push through and be a good husband. And like, cause I want to enjoy this. Like, cause we don't get days where it's just the two of us very often. So I'm like, okay, like, but don't be, don't be you. <laughs> <laughs> Resist the urge. Resist the urge to be yourself <laughs> and enjoy this for your wife. And I I did. And I think I think I did a pretty decent job of of doing just that. But um, oh my goodness. I was I was like I was on the verge of having like uh, like a panic attack a thousand times <laughs> in that space. But you know, but it was weird because like so they call it coffee and chocolate festival. There was very little coffee to try from, and the coffee that was there was Awful. not good. Yeah, not good at all. Um, like from these, like these different distributors in from around Pittsburgh and Ohio and stuff. I was expecting to find like the next big thing in coffee when I was at this. I think you should need to realize that Western Pennsylvania, Eastern Ohio, Northern West Virginia. Not exactly the hotbed of what I would call the coffee <laughs> coffee industry, Zach. I am one of the creators of some of the finest cups of coffee in, in Western Pennsylvania. I just, I just realized that I'm kind of alone. Yeah. 
very much alone in it. But yes, and like the chocolate that was available, there's just random stuff. Like, okay, so like tea, tea is coffee adjacent. This is like Roger Sale or something. Have you ever been to Roger's? Yeah, I, yeah, I've been to Roger's. <laughs> Roger's is the best. You don't like going to Roger's? It's weird. It's, it's a big fleet market. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. It's just a big like random people had their it, tent set up over there well, and you could get. It was inside. It was in, it was like an event center C of, of this building. And I mean, but like they let anybody who had money buy a space. So there was a lady that was like a real estate agent that had a booth. <laughs> I'm like, this isn't coffee, nor is it chocolate, or is it adjacent to those two things? You're just like, you're a real estate agent. Yeah. They had, you know, and then there's like, you know, like winemakers and all that kind of stuff, stuff that I can't, like, I'm not going to partake in yeah. anyway. Guy selling bootleg movies over here no there was nothing like that it had to be like it was legit businesses it wasn't anything like no it wasn't like our experience down in jamaica we've never talked about that on the oh. podcast by the way <laughs> kind of forgot about that but yeah oh, so okay let's go back in time you guys want to take the way back machine with zach and i all right we need to get in the way back machine before we can before we can go back we need to all right <laughs> when we come back we're going in the way back machine to a time before time we'll see you in a minute So here we are in the year 2012. Hi, Steve. 28-year-old Zach. Yeah, 28-year-old Zach had a significantly higher <laughs> voice. Uh, <laughs> he finally, he finally hit, hit that time in his life yeah. where his voice got deeper at 30. Yeah. Like I'm always on the verge deep. of being old. That, that, That's <laughs> what I said that <laughs> Zach almost is almost 40. No, let's talk about let's talk about this Jamaica trip <laughs> yeah. that I was uh, asked to lead yeah. back in 2012. So, just a little bit of context around this trip. And Zach and I are both. I mean, at this point, we've both been married to our wives uh, for probably what five years, something like that. We got, yeah. we got married the same year, 2007. Five years, yeah. So four or five years. I had one child. You had one child. I had a baby on the way. We also had a baby on the way. And you, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, that's right. Elliot was on the way. So we both have children on the way. Um, and for this big mission trip that, okay, truth be told, I was not excited about going back to Jamaica. No, you weren't. And I had said, I've said this before. It's nothing against Jamaica in and of itself or Jamaicans. It was just like, I went on that trip like before yeah. and I did not feel called back to Jamaica. But I was asked to lead by my my employer at the time, and I said, "Okay, I'll do it. I will do it because you have asked me." Yeah. And uh, well, Zach and I are both in the same boat where our wives are home and pregnant. Yeah. I was asked to lead this trip to Jamaica. I I did not want to go back to Jamaica, um, but it was one of those things where, and it's nothing like I said, nothing against Jamaica or Jamaicans. Yeah. I went in the year. Uh, one or two years prior, I'd gone, and I, that was enough. I didn't feel like this is where God was calling me yeah. to to do mission work, and so I was like, "But since I was asked, I was going. I couldn't say no because I was still in my first year of ministry, uh, <laughs> so I didn't have that like." I hadn't built up any level of, <laughs> hey, you're doing this. Okay. Okay. I guess I don't really have a choice. Like, like I could have got sent anywhere. They could be like, you're going to North Korea. Okay. <laughs> like, I don't have a choice yeah. right now. Um, so, yeah. So, you know, being that Sarah couldn't go, I, I went to Zach and I said, hey, buddy, 
I need you. I, I need you to go on this trip with me. Yeah. Like I need to have somebody I could trust and kind of be my right hand man going on this. Yeah. Um, and so we put together this team and it was it was a team, man. It was, it was quite the team. Yeah, it was supposed to be a teen trip in quotation marks. Teen? I meant yeah. team. Yes, correct. So it was supposed to be, yeah, it was supposed to be a teen slash all church yeah. trip. But like being that we were like, you know, we were both involved with the teen ministry. Had a couple of students go. We had a few students. We had three, three yeah. students go. One, uh, one of them had their, their father go, and we ended up you know, yeah. like actually striking up a friendship with him. It's lasted till this day. Um, so anyway, we we go. Like, I, I I could not have been more nervous <laughs> about going on this trip. Yeah, and it was uh, it was something. Yeah, it, was, you, it was God stretching me. I think us in yeah. a lot of ways, because, uh, you know, in leading some people, it was not always the easiest. Like, you know, like we, we, cause that was, we were young. Yeah. Uh, but like, you know, the, you know, but we were in charge of it or, you know, ultimately like the buck stopped at me for a lot of stuff. And on top of that, my boss went, but he was yeah. kind of there and kind of wasn't there. Like he was kind of doing his own thing, but like sometimes involved and that yeah. made it, horrifying yeah. <laughs> because you didn't know yeah. uh like I, I i didn't know what i was allowed to do and say and take charge of yeah. or you know it was it was one of those it was one of the most uncomfortable situations yeah. you could possibly be in uh but just giving a little bit of uh, kind of painting the picture of what jamaica is like when you fly in you fly into at least for us we'd always fly into montego bay because we were going to the south side of jamaica um, in Black River, which was almost directly down from Montego Bay, but it was a four-hour drive. Was it that long? It was three or four hours. It took took a while, and it, it was t- scary. It took a long time because they don't exactly have the same level of driving rules as we have in America. And by not the same level of driving rules, like, may as well be no rules at all. <laughs> I know. It, it's kind of like you it, just it, drive as fast as you can on whichever side of the road you feel is appropriate yeah. until you get to your destination. Well, that's the thing. So when you're, if, if it's a road, usually it's yeah, not a road. Yeah, when you're in Montego Bay, obviously it's a completely different situation than when you're in like the rest of the country. Yeah. Once you get into like true Jamaica, yeah, because Montego Bay is very touristy. Sure, like, it's beautiful beaches. You know everything. It's it's gorgeous. But once you get outside of Montego Bay, like you get, to, you see the real Jamaica, and like I mean, the reality is, it's a it's a country that it's a third world country in a lot of ways. I mean, there's a ton of poverty, and that's why we're going there. We're going there to bless people that do not have what we have. Um, and so, I mean, we go into it. I mean, and they're they're rich in a lot of things, but like one of those things, you, we just come along and we help pastors that are trying to minister. To, to the people of right. of their their towns and stuff, and so we go to Black River, which is a beautiful little place tucked away on the south coast of yeah of Jamaica. Um, and like we we said in a prior podcast, like things start off as bad as possible, <laughs> like as possibly can go because. I had only met with the pa- I'm not going to say the pastor's name that I was working with, but I'd only met, met I'd never met this guy in person. I've yeah. only talked to him on the phone several times. And come up with a plan for the week. And as as we revealed in another podcast, like he intentionally changed yeah. the the plan for the week. Yes. To see how he could stretch me. Yeah. Which thank you so much <laughs> for that. Like I'm 26. I'm, I'm a rookie. I am green. Yeah. Green in ministry. Like, thank you for 
making this more challenging because what he would he did was he added a knight. Yeah. Which, you know, it's tough to do when, you know, I I we I prepared curriculum for the week. Yeah. You know, and you have a beginning, middle, and end to curriculum. It's not, you know, it's not like, oh, we'll just throw another thing in there. Yeah. It doesn't work that way. Uh, and, and there's just several things. It was like, ch- change this, just changing little things, just to, just, to, just to do just it. Just to tweak it a little bit. Just to tweak it a little bit here and there. On top of that, I mean, it's, you know, it is, it is not where we were at. It's, it's safe. Kind of. But that's exactly what I was going <laughs> to, uh, but it's not the <laughs> safest. And so I also have like this part of me that's like, I got to protect my team and especially the the students. We had two young girls that did not come with their parents. They're older teens, but they're still teens nonetheless. So I had that in the back of my mind too. Like I got to protect these girls. Um, I got to take care of the team. I got this. My boss is here. He's watching me. Sure. One of the worst things. One of the worst messages I've ever given (laughs) ever. Ever yeah was, was in that, Jamaica yeah. uh, was on one of our nights. I get up and I, I I may as well just stood there and stared at the crowd. It's like a deer in the headlights kind of thing. Uh, but just kind of going back, we'd also we'd always stayed at a, a one location in Black River. Right? Yeah. It, our church has had a long history of going to Jamaica. I think like almost thirty years of missions in Jamaica. Yeah, twenty five years of missions in Jamaica. Um, we'd always stayed at a certain location. Well, this time Pastor John's like, why don't we try? Something new. This place. I'm like, okay. All right. That's cool. We'll try it. And everything on paper looked great. And I, every conversation I had with this place was great. Execution was not great. Yeah. Like this, they, they didn't do any of the things that they said they were going to do. Like as far as food was concerned, our meals were awful. Yeah, they weren't good. They were really, really bad. We were hungry. Like it was... It was really, really bad. And it's, it's, it sounds horrible to complain about that kind of stuff. But when you're running all day long, yeah. you're like, you need to eat. And if you're not getting provided food that yeah. like is, that is nourishing and like it, it just makes it that much more difficult. Um, and so it was just like, it was just constant, like changing things and like, you know, dealing with emotions and everything. It was just, it was very, very trying throughout the week of, of trying to get our, you know, our kind of get our feet planted firmly to do what we are going to do. And I mean, lesson learned, it's like you go into this stuff and you don't say, okay, whatever you want. It's like, no, we got to do what we know is going to be best yeah. uh, in all those situations. So uh, the story we even spurred this whole conversation and we will finish with like all the good things that God did. I'd rather end with the good stuff then start with the the good stuff because like i want to leave with good taste in your mouth for what what mission work is all about uh one of the things we did i forget why we ended up doing this but we went into black river yeah. like the little town yeah. the one day just to check it out i don't know i didn't go on that i think it was just a couple people that went you 100 percent were there zach was i yeah because this is where the whole conversation came about we went into black river okay because because pa- um pastor john who was our senior pastor at the time, he said, hey, why don't we go get some um, patties? Okay. Now, like one of the big deals in Jamaica, like one of their staple kind of foods, like almost like their hamburger. Oh, yeah, I remember now. Their hamburger of sorts. What's that? I remember now. It's a pastry. It's like it's like a puff pastry yeah. that has meat inside Mystery of meat. it. Yeah. It's probably goat. No, I mean, they, they, you, you have your options of uh, meat. And, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. There's <laughs> beef, and then you can get shrimp, 
you can get chicken and then they have other ones. I think goat was one of them. But who knows what you're actually getting? Who knows? Yeah. So we ordered several of these things and they they are good at first and then you're sick immediately afterwards because of the amount of grease. But so we're in this town. Pastor John and I go to the 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 patty place to buy the patties. Yeah. Everybody else goes off into like the little town square where you can buy things. So it's like an open air market. Yeah. And so, you know, we're doing our thing. The rest of the team goes with Pastor John's wife into the little market and we all get back together and then we head back to the place that we're staying at. <laughs> so we get into the men's dorm, like where all the guys are staying. And Zach's like, I got a movie for us to watch. <laughs> I'm like, got a movie for us to watch. And he's like, I got a DVD. And I'm like, okay, buddy, what'd you get? And he's like, got the dark Knight rises. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's 2012. It's summer of 2012. I just went and saw Dark Knight Rises <laughs> in theaters. Uh, Statue of Limitations is up on this anyway, buddy. We're good. Yeah. If you want to edit any of this out, no, we we're good. So he's like, I got the Dark Knight Rises. And I'm like, Zach, how did you get the Dark Knight Rises? He's like, they were selling it in town. <laughs> they had it. And it came in like one of those little like plastic baggies for like a CD. Like it's like this DVD. And wait, I'm like, Okay, so we throw it into this DVD player on our computer, and it is <laughs> the worst, <laughs> the worst. Like, like you know, like obviously you can't hear anything, yeah, because it's it's blurry. <laughs> I think we did end up watching the whole thing, did we? I don't really remember. <laughs> I, I don't really, I don't specifically remember. I don't remember us ending it yeah. early because I remember, like, I loved, I loved the movie in general. So I was like, I knew it well enough to know what was happening. But we're going to leave like at the end of that week. Like we're not taking this. And away. we're like, yeah, we got to throw that away. <laughs> like throw that thing away. So we threw the DVD away. But yeah, it was just like wild. Like the stuff that they, I mean, and that was like in an open air market. That wasn't like underground. There yeah. wasn't like, hey, follow me back to this little room. It was like, yeah, I got these movies. You want any of these movies? <laughs> I got the Dark Knight Rises. Like sweet, crazy crazy but um yeah it was just stuff like that it was just funny little things like you look back on and you're like oh my gosh what were we doing <laughs> uh, but like the good things that did come out of that trip which oh, were were plentiful like i mean a lot of bonding yeah on that trip like yeah. I, I, many know, friendships were built and yeah i mean our our, our friendship was definitely strengthened <laughs> because of it because we were working together sure on it um yeah, I gotta say, like a guy that I, I really not miss because he's like gone from this world, but like we don't see him nearly as much as a brother John Mathis, yeah. who is like our teammate on that team. He yeah. and his wife uh, Michelle were part of our team. They weren't and married then. They were. Just, they weren't married. They weren't even. They were just like kind of friends. Yeah, yeah. Then yeah. the and then I ended up like getting to officiate their wedding. Yeah. Like I think the next year or yeah something like that. Um, yeah, it was just, that it was really cool. Like just building those bonds with them, uh, with another guy that was on our team that brought his daughter into, yeah. we're, I'm still friends with him to this day. His daughter and his, her husband are here at the church yeah. and it, it's wild to think yeah. of how much stuff has changed yeah. in the course of time. But I mean, that was amazing. But the ministry work that we got, I, the thing that I distinctly remember the most was Don's testimony. Okay. And when Don got up and did his testimony and how that just blessed people's hearts. Because, I mean, 
I'm not going to give away what his testimony is about. That's his story to tell. Uh, but it, it was noticeable how it blessed the hearts of the, one of the hardest people to break through, not just in Jamaica, but in general is men. Yeah. It is hard to capture the heart of a guy because I mean, we tend to be prideful. Mm-hmm. We, tell, we tend to be very, very prideful and like our problems are our problems. I mean, that's broad strokes with men. A lot of guys treat themselves that way. They, 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 they close themselves off. They, they remove themselves from a situation and they pretend like, you know, then they, they just swallow their, they swallow down their problems and it's mm-hmm. like, it'll just go away. Um, but I'll, I'll say that between Don and brother John, mm-hmm. between their testimonies, we had yep. so many guys like stay after and ask questions yeah. and ask for prayer. Like, and that is truly the power of a testimony and why no testimony, God does not waste anyone's story. Yeah. No matter how broken you were before, God does not waste that testimony. I remember specifically with brother John, once again, I'm not going to get into what his history was that once again, it's his story to tell, but how it blessed the hearts of those young men that yeah. had very similar struggles <clears throat> that he yeah. had or done things that he had done. It was incredible because that whole week we spent like, you know, trying to minister to these guys and they're just like, man, they don't want anything to do yeah. with us. So they come for the food. You yeah. know, a lot of the people like we bring snacks and all that kind of stuff. They games. come for that, yeah. have the games, all that. They do the fun stuff. But it got to like the ministry time. When I got to the message time, they were like, they checked out. They walk yeah. away. With Don and John, it was like not the case. Yeah. It, it, people were glued in. I had tears in my eyes as these guys told their testimonies anyway. And then to see these young men, yeah, like give themselves over to like I, I you know, and we don't know their story at this mm-hmm. point. I mean, one of the things with short-term missions, sometimes one of the downsides of it is you don't get to see the after effect if you're not going back year after year to the same place, you know. But there was there was a definite seed planted, mm-hmm. which with each and every one of these guys uh, between. Don's stories, like Don's Don's testimony of God changing his life, and John telling his story of God changing his life, um, and just get to see these guys pray with them and give advice and be helpful. I mean, I remember John specifically, like having these these young men just circled up around yeah. him, just asking him questions and all kinds of stuff. I mean, they immediately connected with his story and with his life, um, and I'm like, that made the trip all worth it. Yeah. You know, I mean, we did vacation Bible school during the day, and that was a lot of fun. I love, like, I'm, I'm it's widely known that I'm not like a little kid person. <laughs> I love my little kids. I love my friends' kids, but you know, I'm not like a, I'm not going to um, teach, go out of my way to like teach little little kids like in a classroom setting. I, I don't know how to connect. I was just yeah. actually talking about that with another, like, with a teacher. It's kind of joking about it because it's like I, I don't even know how to talk to you. Like, you yeah. know, like a little kid. I'm like, what yeah. did you do today? And they're like, I don't know. Like, because they're like, they, <laughs> I have yeah. a hard time with that. Teenagers are definitely in my group. And so that vacation Bible school was great. But that, those evening sessions, as much of a challenge as it was for things to get changed last minute and for them to throw like just, uh, you know, kind of like a screwball kind of yeah. at us. And it's like try to hit that. And it's like even adding that extra night was worth it because – we saw people get hit with conviction. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, what was your experience? I, I feel like I, I'm sorry. I'm talking way too much. No, no. That trip was the first time I'd been on a mission trip, mm-hmm. especially outside the country. I mean, we've yep. done short term things, little things around here you do. 
uh, community work and such like that, but not a mission trip. So mm. yes, I was second in command. So I, I, but my job was you had more of the um, running the show. Yeah. The administerial stuff. You're yeah. dealing with the pastor. You're dealing with the people that run the stuff. I felt like my job was dealing with the, the, the leader, like the people that we brought. Sure. Like to, to try to make sure we were ready to go for certain things. I was kind of like sure. my role is kind of the go between between yeah. you doing the administrative yeah. stuff. Yeah. And was, doing... I mean, that was a huge help because like yeah. I couldn't do both. <laughs> right. No. And, and so – I had just similar memories. Yeah. Um, I remember those nights where we had those events. I remember I had to speak. Um, and that was the first time I'd spoken outside of our church in yeah. a church event. Yeah. And <laughs> you did a great job. I do, it was one of those panic moments. Like I, you have those. I, I get those because I have a, a fight or flight kind of thing and you fought. Yes. And I fought. <laughs> <laughs> yes, like I, I've told these stories numerous times because they're they're impactful for me yeah. as, just as a, a living person yeah. speaking. I had just this past week speaking down with the students. I had it come up. To, um, I felt very much attack from. I, I mean, it's it's um, the enemy. Satan, the enemy, yeah. right, attacking you when you're st- taking that step of faith out there and and, and going out and speaking or whatever that sure. is. Sure, and speaking's when you're you know. Everyone stopped listening to you, and you open your mouth, expecting to to spread God's word, yeah. right? And then, uh-huh. and then the devil comes in, and my mind goes haywire. It happened this past past week. I was we were doing a message. We were doing a uh, talking about we're in, we're in a series in junior high in Genesis where we've been um, going through the book of Genesis, and we were in, in oh, the that's fall. what it is. Yeah, yeah. We were we did the whole creation thing, so we moved on to Garden of Eden in the fall. Mm-hmm. And so we talked about sin and how God makes a way, right? And so we did like um, a prayer afterwards, an invitation for students to accept Christ. And so we had these response cards. But the entire time, I just felt attacked. Sure. Right? Sure. Because this is, you know, you're, you're always up there speaking, but when you're given an invitation and someone's making that choice today to accept Christ, yeah. like these are eternal decisions and mm-hmm. the enemy doesn't want that. So yeah. I, I I don't feel this ever just speaking up here anymore. Yeah. You do it when you're, you know, in a big group. When and, you're in a new yeah, environment. Yeah, in a new environment, yeah. So I had that. But anyway, um, I f- felt that in Jamaica. Mm-hmm. I hadn't had that before. Like, uh, it was college. <laughs> Talking yeah. about river otters. Yeah. Which we've talked about Woo! a million times. Such a good example. So I'm up there. And I, I, I might have told this story, but um, I'm up there. The whole room. Pastor John was not there. Yeah, <laughs> he was. I think he, he was doing because he had he had other engagements. He did. He was going around talking with other pastors that we had new life had connected with over the years. So if he was there, I would have been much. Yeah, better the week us. that I the, not the week the day that I spoke, Pastor John was sat there and front, front row, front row, <laughs> and you had to see the look on his face. Yeah. To understand the panic that I felt. Oh, I know, I know. Um, you, you, anyway. and, and you're thinking in your mind, oh man, my boss is thinking, ah, this, I'm this doing is terrible. It. The reality was he forgot his glasses, but he had this <laughs> squint on his face. Like it looked like somebody that's like trying to figure out what you were saying. Oh, and that's if, the worst feeling in the world. If, if it made any sense. And I, I remember like his, his, his wife telling me later, she's like, yeah, he just forgot his glasses. I'm like, <laughs> 
Oh, yeah. That would have been good to know going yeah. into that. But I still was so insecure about, you know, speaking. But anyway, I'm yeah. sorry, Zach. This isn't my story. So I get up there and uh, I had I had my whole thing. When I speak, I do it different than you do. If I speak, in, well, you if you speak in front of the main side, you have notes and such. I have. I mean, I back then I had like extensive notes. Now yeah. I have like my I have my passages, and that's that's it. Yeah. Usually, because of times like this, I'll have the same. I, I, I try not to look at them, mm-hmm. but I have everything written in yeah. case I have my mind goes blank sure. because of this sure. this exact moment. <laughs> <laughs> I'm up there, and I've got everything written out, but I. Right before I get up, I'm like, you know what? I w- I'm going to say the verse that was the motto of oh, our yeah! student ministry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember this. Go ahead. I can't even remember what it was now. It was Studio 315. Wasn't it like James 315 or something? Mm-hmm. Second Peter 315. Second Peter 315. Something like that. But I, I, So we'd said it, recited it so many times, right? And so it's one of those things that's ingrained into your memory. Yeah. And so I write... Just the ver- the verse I just write verse the, like Second the first Peter. couple words just to spur your. I didn't even memory. say the first couple words. I just wrote the verse. Oh, gotcha. Okay, just, just the numbers. Second Peter two three fifteen or yeah. whatever it was. I get up there and I say in, in the in the motto of our student ministry is Second Peter two fifteen. I look down. It's not there. <laughs> and I and I'm trying to bring it to memory. I can't remember what it is off the top of my head. <laughs> and I cannot do it. I think it's always have a always be, always be ready to, to give yeah, account okay. to the. Yeah, yeah, we've said it so many times. Yeah, now it's blocked from my memory. Like I have a mental. Be prepared block. in all seasons to give an account of. Yeah, so I know what you're talking about. Go ahead. I say it, and then it's just instant panic because I do not have it there yep. in front of me. Mm-hmm. And so the pastor, the Jamaican pastor, is sitting in the front row. Yeah, and he starts saying it. Thankfully, mm-hmm. he. I mean, he's amazing. Like he's has that, this, that guy. He, no, he had scripture he, memorized. He knew his stuff. And so he starts saying it. And so then he'd say a word and I would say the word. He'd yeah. say a phrase and I'd say a phrase. <laughs> it, was like, it was like he was taking care of his five-year-old son. Yeah. And I was like I doing was a like, speech in front oh of the church. Oh my gosh. And so and then in that moment, then it's just like haywire in your yeah. brain. Like you need this, something this to plug these circuits back in. Yeah. <laughs> this cannot get any worse right now. <laughs> yes. But thankfully – um, it's, it, it went okay after that, but it yeah. was one of those panic moments where in the moment I'm thinking, I'm just going to walk off. It'd be better if I just say, guess what guys? I can't do this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. like, I think I have dysentery <laughs> and I just walk off. Yeah. It's the, exactly. It's the fight or flight. Yeah. Like, are you, you going to fight through honest, this? I, I uh, don't remember it being I, like, I know. I, I remember now that you say that I do remember yeah. that situation. I do remember you have you getting fed the fed the words. Beyond that, you did a great job. Yeah. You did you did a really really good job. I like I, the thing that I remember is you doing a very good job and me tanking it to the point where like I don't know if I'm gonna have a job when I get back home. But, yeah. Um. But praise God, a lot of grace was given and I was allowed to develop as a speaker because I was not prepared for that. You did. I think you had more speaking um, practice too, because I think you'd spoken to the teens before. Oh, sure, sure. I, I spoke a lot because whenever Pastor uh, Matt was here, yeah, I was kind of yeah. I had the same pretty much role I had with you with, with him. So I would fill in yeah. whenever he was off. I was so, still yeah, I speak such. Times. I was such a rookie. I was still such yeah. a rookie. I mean, I'd been on the job for a year at that point, but I still at that point in my youth ministry career, I was still like even. 
I was I had stage fright for two years. Wow, with the team ministry. Yeah, um, like I would, I, I, my brain would race if kids were just staring at me and I got very little reaction. It's hard to get reaction out of teenagers in general. Yeah, for the most part, it's hard to get a reaction out of them, especially when you're giving them a message. But like I would, I, I would stop a message like midstream, be like, "Eh, let's pray." Yeah, and I'd, I'd walk off, and like I mean, and I would be like. Sick. sick. Yeah. No, I, sick. I, 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 that's the worst feeling. It man. is. But I mean, that was the first two years wow. of speaking with the teens. And then to go to Jamaica in front of people that I didn't know. Yeah, it was rough. It was so much worse. <laughs> yeah, um, there's the whole, I mean, they speak English, but there's just, there's a language barrier because it's such it's a culture thick, barrier, cultural and thick dialect. Like, uh, yeah, it's hard yeah. to understand what they're saying. And I felt like I wasn't connecting well. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, there was, a, there was a lot of that. Um, but yeah, I just remember it just not going super well, but I do, but, but what sticks out in my brain the most, like I said, it was those testimonies and like, it kind of comes off of what you're talking about is like, be ready in all seasons to, to get, present to people what you know about Christ. And that's exactly what our two, those two guys on our team yeah. did was presented the gospel through their testimony, how God saved them through the good news. Uh, and that's their testimony. And it did touch lives. And I'm like, I just sat back in awe of those guys. Cause I think that's where we're at now. Like yeah. we're old, <laughs> we're old. And there's like, I'm always on the verge of being old. Yeah, You're always on the verge of being old. <laughs> that trip. You're on the verge of being 30. Yeah. This trip, you're not trip, but like you're within weeks of going 40. into, I feel like 40 is like the unknown. Since right yeah like i'm in a mid directly in the middle of a midlife crisis here <laughs> like i'm i'm in the deep end trying to paddle i'm serious like that's how it feels i felt like 30 was just an extension of 20 in some ways i mean yeah, there's a lot more 30, growing yeah when you're in your 20s you want to be thought of as mature yeah you get i want to be 30 yeah. When you get, you don't want to be 40. <laughs> 40 is just weird because, because you, you remember your parents being 40. Uh, yeah, exactly. You remember your parents turning 40. Yes. It's one of your earliest memories. It's like, oh, I remember my parents turned 40 and it was like terrifying because it's like, what happens to my mom and dad now? Yeah. <laughs> and it's really nothing. Yeah. It's nothing. But it is, it is like that four, that four oh. Yeah. Like, but what's even crazier to me is like 50. 50 to me is like where it really hits. And it's like, that's not that far away. Like uh, I remember going from 30 it, into 30. And I'm like, oh man, 40, 40 is not that far away. And I'm like, we're both approaching 40. Obviously you are, you know, it's. It, it, I can see it. You're in the end stage of 30, buddy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like 30, 30 is quickly evaporating. Yeah. You're like, it's like, uh, you know, Marty McFly disappearing in the picture at the end of back <laughs> to the future. Like that's where you're at. That's your thirties. Yeah. They're very quickly disappearing before forties. Yeah. I think, but you know, I look at 40 now though. And so many of our friends are in their forties, which is like, goodness gracious. Once again, one, is that not one of the weirdest experiences? <laughs> just like all, all my buddies are, I have, you know, I have buddies in their forties and some in their fifties. Like, and, and like you look at that and it's like, Oh, the guys in their fifties, they're really not that much older than me. Like yeah. we're 10 years apart. <laughs> like yeah. in, in the grand scheme of things, that's not that much older. Yeah. Um, but like when you're a kid, like 50 seems ancient. Oh yeah. When you're 40, 50 seems like, Oh, that's a decent stage. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's oh, gonna man. be okay but that trip yeah I, I i will always remember it for all the good that it was and all the growing that it allowed um 
I would not do it again. Yeah. What I as it were as it were. So I, I remembered my the, the talk there. I remembered um, the food. <laughs> we had like fish, and I can remember they saying, "Well, the fish tastes like fish." And I'm like, well, I don't like fishy things. Like, yeah. I, well, I like my fish to taste like chicken nuggets. <laughs> you know? Man, I like my fish, fish sounds to, really good right now. <laughs> I don't like my fish to taste like a, I don't know, like a, a, like a fish. Like yeah, a, sure. No, I, I got, you don't like a real like strong fish flavor. Exactly. If so, you're gonna have fish, you want fish to be like. Is, is my memory correct? Yeah. But they would just they just brought out like a like a a big pile of food. Was wasn't like beans and rice and just like random beans fish? beans and rice were like in a, in a pile. Yeah, uh, no, it was it was on a plate, but the plate was like a pile. Yes, so dinner time. Yes, lunchtime they would bring us out. It was it was styrofoam containers with for food in it. Oh, okay, and it was like we paid. Okay, <laughs> we paid a fortune. Yeah, like I'm not even kidding. Like we we paid a lot of money to stay where we stayed. Because it was safe. Yeah. Because like, that's the one thing you have to look for. Like when you're an American tourist not staying in one of the touristy areas, like you have to stay somewhere that's, you know, that is um, fenced in and, yeah. and guarded essentially. Yeah. And so you pay a lot of money for that. And then on top of that, you pay a lot of money for the food, for them to provide you food three times a day. Yeah. So the place that we stayed at before always, always provided amazing meals like very safe environment, amazing owners. This place, no, yeah, not at all. It was the exact opposite. So we would get these cardboard containers. And it was the same thing like every single yeah. day. And they told they they had told us one thing when we got set up. When we got there, it was quite the opposite. Yeah. Like the, and some of the food was like, and like un- like you could, inedible. Yeah, like it, it was so it was like either not prepared correctly. Whatever the case might be, it was it was so bad. It was like some of it was like we were concerned that it was going to make our team sick. Yeah. Um, which so I remember that. Yeah, and then and then the the dinner other- they would bring out like the yes the like it was like the it was like family style yeah dinner. But yeah, that was that was rough. That was rough. But the other thing I remember <laughs> is we brought soccer balls. You brought soccer balls. <laughs> yeah, that was one of the things that I felt led to do. I don't know why. It, I mean, obviously the Holy Spirit led me to do uh, it, but I don't know where it came from. I can't remember. Um, I, I always wanted to do a sports ministry. Yeah. That's the original – my original mm-hmm. calling, I felt, was sports ministry. Yeah. Because that was my love. I loved sports and I loved God, right? And so let's let's combine that the two Zach? things. Do you need to talk about that? <laughs> no. I love sports, <laughs> and then I love God. I love God, and I love sports. There we go. There we go. So the first time was the real way. No, I'm just yeah. so I, I would do research yeah. on sports, like churches that had a sports, sports ministry, ministry yeah. more like a. So that was the idea. Would be your a part of your human walk with God is the physical part as well, having our bodies be a temple to the Lord. Yep, and so. You know, it was physical activity. It was preparing little camps and stuff, outreach stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, the, just the physical and spiritual health of the congregation. That's what I wanted to do. So um, going down there, I'm like, how can I do that? What What is Jamaica like? Like, mm-hmm. what is the sports theme what, there? What does every country like except for America? <laughs> soccer. <laughs> soccer. So we found these soccer balls and we got one up here. Still. You found, dude, you got like, okay, you cannot credit the team. This was your idea. And I don't mean that as like, 
I don't want to take credit for an idea that you had because I thought it was a great idea. We st- I still have one of the soccer balls yeah. in my office. It's never left. Right. So it's called the Mission Ball. Yes. And it's a and it's a company that sells these balls that have gospel messages on yep. them. And uh, so different Bible verses and such. And so the the idea is you pump up the ball, you throw it into the crowd, and they play with it, yeah. and they take home the gospel with them. Exactly. Great and, idea, right? And, and it's, hi, it's a good quality it's soccer good, ball. It's yeah. not It's not like a cheapy, like, little plastic ball. It's like a, it's a good soccer ball. Yeah. So, like, they'll appreciate it more because it's good. Yeah. So a couple of things I didn't think of, though, when I did this. One, soccer balls are not small. Nope. How do you get – looks like 20 of them. Yep. How do you get 20 soccer balls to Jamaica? <laughs> Didn't think about Zach's that. Zach's not our logistics guy. Uh, that's fine. He's the, he's the idea guy. Yeah. So we had to obviously deflate them. Yeah. And they were heavy. <laughs> and then we so we had, had to a think, traveling soccer team. <laughs> we had to think of a way then of reinflating them when yeah. we got there. The other thing I didn't think of was the riot it was going to cause when you gave them. <laughs> you can't give one thing. No. You cannot like if you give some something to one person, you have to have something for. Everyone. Yes. Everyone. So we would give it to a group and then it would just be like a, like a, like a, like a, a riot. brawl, like a brawl, all out brawl. We yes. need to have pa- Pastor Greg on our staff. He has some of the best <laughs> mission stories. Mission stories. Yeah. We have to have him on this podcast at some point. Yeah. Like he has the best stories. But go ahead. And then, and then one last thing. I remember the trips back and forth on the bus and the tie it all together. There was a trip we were making and we would drive past these, just the communities or the houses or whatever. And there was somebody out there in a field of watermelons. You remember this? He was like, there was watermelons there. So we stopped our van, our bus, whatever it was. Um, I, I, don't th- I don't know if it was a student or if it was one of the leaders, got out with one of the soccer balls and traded the guy for a watermelon with a soccer ball. We went out there, he handed him a soccer ball, and we got a watermelon back in there was a little conversation that happened. I didn't go out, so I don't really remember. One but of our students did that? I think it was. Our, our student with a, a leader went out okay. and talked to this person. I don't Explained this. what this was. And the person, I, you could see like their face just lighting up. Yeah. Get this soccer ball. The trade happened. We get a watermelon. Yeah. And and just, just the thought in your heart that, wow, we just gave them the gospel message yeah. in a way that's tangible. Yeah. And uh, so that that was one of those things. Like, who knows how the Holy Spirit yeah. could use an interaction like that? That's good. So it was just a cool thing. And uh, I don't remember what the watermelon tasted like, but I remember we brought I back this watermelon. I don't remember. I, I remember we did not get – and I think part of that was we had not – we were told we were going to have fresh fruit yeah. every day. And what you make – one of the things that Jamaica is known for is it's fresh fruit. It's yeah. some of the best in the world. Um, just because it's a tropical environment and everything. And they have like the mango, mango that I've had in Jamaica is some of the greatest mango I've ever had. Their bananas are exceptional. Like everything, yeah. everything that you found that they grew was exceptional. And the place that we stayed told us, yeah, fresh fruit every day. Not once, <laughs> yeah, not once. We were getting like, it was like canned stuff. Yeah. Like, all right, what? Yeah. Like we, there's, I see a, there's a mango tree right there. Like you have one on your property. <laughs> Why are we not getting these mangoes? And maybe they weren't in season, whatever the case might've been. Um, it was just, you know, it was one of those things. I don't remember that specific thing. I, I think, but I think that was an extension of us just wanting fresh fruit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I remember how many conversations, even when we were down there, I'm like, Hey, uh, can we give you extra money? Yeah. 
uh, to get us fresh fruit today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No problem. No problem. No problem. We gave the money. He never got the fresh fruit. Yeah, like it was. It was. It, it was. Yeah, it was rough. Like the stay was rough in a lot of ways. It was a cool place. I remember like the the it being like a neat neatly set up. Yeah, like resort that we stayed at. Because once again, you have to stay somewhere safe. Uh, it was really neatly set up, and it was not a resort like you would think. No, of a no, no, no. I'm not talking about like a resort like you go to like sandals or <laughs> no. something. This is like resort meaning like it's fenced off and it's. Yeah, it's closed in and it's guarded. Yeah, there was other – basically there was like dorm rooms kind of. Yeah. With with the the bathroom in the in the room. So you could get, what, four people in a room? Yeah. So you had maybe – There was nobody else staying there while we were there. We were the only ones staying at this place. And then there was a common place where you could sit down and uh, have meals. Like yeah. a, just a – it's kind of like a – I don't know. It's a, a room oh, <laughs> with man. a table. Do you remember? Like, I, I remember. Like, yeah, there's like a lot of places. It was right on the beach too, but you weren't allowed to go in the water because crocodiles <laughs> are known for. So Black River is just that. It's it's a river and it's a river head that goes into the ocean. The crocodiles were known for coming out of the river and coming yeah. right up onto the beach. Yeah. And you don't mess with saltwater crocodiles. They are extremely dangerous and very territorial. One night, do you remember? Yes. One night, we're looking for two of our teen girls. They're nowhere to be found. Nowhere to be found. Yeah. And we're all they got over- eaten by a crocodile. Zach! <laughs> no, that's not true. Don't spoil the story. No, <laughs> no, but we're looking for them. We're looking all over the place for them. And I went to somebody, and I'm like, hey, have you seen um, the girls? And they're like, oh, yeah, they're out. They're sitting on the beach. I'm like, what? It, it was pitch black outside. I, and that's a public beach. It's outside of the property. I lost it. I was so mad. Yeah. I'm like, girls, you like you 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 put yourself in harm's way in so many ways. Because mm-hmm. not only are there animals, there's people that we can't necessarily we don't know everybody. I'm not trying to like, you know, paint everybody to be like, you know, some sort of violator in some sort of way, but you don't know the people. And yeah. You know, like you, you're going to stand out yeah. here in Jamaica. Like you, like you cannot go out yeah. onto the beach like that. Um, and oh gosh, I I was so angry. Yeah, I was so so angry. And we were almost at the, I, that was like the day before we were going to leave too. I'm like, so it wasn't even like a thing where you don't ever do that again. I'm like you can't do that again. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I said, it was it was a cool trip, and we haven't been back since. <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, that summer brought two things. It brought, like, I think one of the mission trips that I struggle with the most and one of the mission trips that I have continued to be part of to this very day, which is our Canada trip, which yeah. there's, that's, that's a, that's a highlight reel that I could, I could probably fill 10 podcasts <laughs> with of all the things that we've done over the past, uh, 11 years of being part of ministry work in, in, uh, the greater Toronto area. So. Yeah. Zachy, I think we we have talked for a long time yeah. today. It's uh, obviously we, we need, got lots uh, to talk we had, about. We had, we had, we, there's probably way more that we we could talk about. That's all right. We'll save for next one. Yeah, for the next. So the plan is twice a month we're going to have the podcast on. Uh, you know, I don't know what Friday this is of the month. This is the first Friday of the month. Yeah. So we're looking at the first and third Friday, maybe of the month. We'll get you a couple podcasts a month. Yeah, that's the goal <laughs> is to have at least two podcasts per month. Hopefully, it's every other Friday, um, but. 
Our goal is two podcasts a month. Um, so anyway, I'm Steve. I'm Zach. We will see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.